Nobody's fault but mine Nobody's fault but mine If I die and my soul be lost Nobody's fault but mine Welcome to a very special edition of African Rhythms, and tonight uh, we're celebrating on March 8th, 2013. This is International Women's Day, and we started out with a couple of heavy people, and that's uh, Aretha Franklin, fantastic version of A Change Is Gonna Come. And right there, that was Nobody's Fault But Mine, and that is uh, the incredible Nina Simone, and... This is the kind of depth of talent uh, that we're going to have on tonight. Um, we've got Kim Possible and Siobhan Barker and David George. And David George, a longtime friend of Siobhan Barker. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It's great to... Uh, we've been talking about um, getting you all on uh, the show, Kim and Siobhan. Uh, and of course, David George has been on one show already on the Jason Hoover Show. 
So you're a published fiction and nonfiction author, Siobhan. So maybe you could tell me a little bit about that. The Great Black North. Is this a book that just came out recently? It is. It is, David. In fact, um, it was just uh, released this year for February 2013. So that's this year's Black History Month uh, mm. celebration. The book is edited by Valerie Mason John and Kavon Anthony Cameron, otherwise known as Scruff Mouth. And they did a great job of really uh, being quite inclusive with um, poets of many, many different styles uh, from across uh, the country with a variety of cultural backgrounds. And when I say a variety of cultural backgrounds, um, they really made a point of emphasizing that um, people come at, um, you know, their understanding of what, or their uh, um, declaration of what their blackness is in relation to many, many different roots. Like we might say African-Canadians, or we may say mm. Black History Month, but it's really um, one that touches upon uh, African heritage in many, many forms. Mm. Uh, as like my show, African Rhythms. Yes, you know, yeah. many forms. There you go. There you go. So it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful anthology, and one of the um, its claims to uh, certainly uh, notoriety, if not fame, is the fact that never before has an anthology of African Canadian poetry been put together. Wow. So this is really quite quite something. So I'm very honored to be uh, a part of this um, of this book. So let's take a, just a quick break. We're going to draw the Maya Angelou poem. I'm, I'm a big fan, so mm -hmm. I've got some very raw, early ghetto poetry from it <laughs> to inspire us. Let me hip you to the streets, Jim. Ain't nothing happening. Maybe some tomorrow's gone up in smoke. Raggedy preachers telling a joke to lonely, sunless old ladies' maids. Nothing happening. Nothing shaking, Jim. Oh, there's a slew of young cats riding that cold white horse. A gray old monkey on the back, of course, does rodeo tricks. No haps, baby. No haps. A worn-out pimp with a space-age conch setting up some food for a game of tonk or poker or get them dead and alive. The streets? <laughs> it's a boogaloo and a shingaling. It's African dreams on a buck and a wing and a prayer. That's the streets, baby. Nothing happening. Their hair pomaded, faces jaded, bones protruding hip-wise. The models strutted, backed up, and butted, then stuck their mouths out lip-wise. They had nasty manners, held like banners, while they looked down their nose-wise. I'd see them in hell before they'd sell me one thing they're wearing, clothes-wise. The black bourgeois, who all say yah when yeah is what they're meaning, should look around both up and down before they set out preening. Indeed, they swear, that's what I'll wear when I go country clubbing. I'd remind them, please look at them knees they got at Miss Ann's scrubbing. Soft gray ghosts crawl up my sleeve and peer into my eyes while I within deny their threats and answer them with lies. Mush-like memories perform a ritual on my lips. I lie in stolid hopelessness and they lay my soul in strips. In a time of secret wooing, 
the crystal rags, viscous tatters of a worn-through soul, moans, the deep swan song, blue farewell of a dying dream. So tell me a little bit about um, your other uh, writings. So, so uh, nonfiction. Uh, nonfiction writings. I've uh, I've been called upon in different uh, different times in life to share a bit or uh, research and share knowledge on um, some of the origins of the Black community in Vancouver, specifically mm. how it was uh, linked to the area termed Hogan's Alley. Right. Um, some people may remember some years back. Uh, some various Hogan's Alley themed celebrations held at the Roundhouse Community Center and uh, more recently through Kavon Cameron's um, uh, Black Dot Collective uh, organization. They've mm, run two, two concurrent years of, um, of poetry uh, and spoken word festivals mm. that, that honor and celebrate that area. Um, I'm going to muck up uh, geographically what the scope of the area is but it's essentially um, underneath where the Georgia Viaduct kind of mm. um, flattened out Hogan's Alley. So we're talking to close to downtown Vancouver and this really was the black area in Vancouver. It really was because of its proximity to the railways and the fact that um, porters gravitated to uh, living in an area that was close to their main uh, point of work that area was a, a, a vibrant, had a vibrant black community for many, many years. That's a community in the sense of businesses, residences, activities, work. It was things were being initiated and supported and maintained within that area. And it mm. all got lost with, you know, the, the, the building of the, the viaduct. Viaduct, yeah. much. So basically, one of the ways wondered, like for instance, uh, when David George came on the show before, and, and we've now extensively documented Jason Hoover's history in this city um, in the 60s and uh, 70s. Um, he's a soul singer um, at a band called The Epics and his other uh, groups. It seems to me here was Vancouver in the 60s so vibrantly full of uh, black history. Um, where did it go? And you know, this kind of helps to explain how some of the ways the culture was killed off or even just the uh, having a place of creativity, having a neighborhood, um, this must have been a positive thing because now we don't or now uh, it, it's been shattered or, or, or changed. Um, you know, that's not, it seems really been a positive thing for black culture in Vancouver. Well, I would say dissipated. I mean, more yeah. so than, than shattered, David. I would yeah. say dissipated in the sense that like any um, movement that, that has an apex of activity, um, you know, uh, um, civil rights through uh, um, the 60s. I mean, you, you reach a, a point where there's so much energy being outpoured in the community that people get, um, you know, tired, <laughs> burnt out. Mm. And, um, or something happens like, you know, the viaduct coming in that, that, that pushes it to that next point and mm. so things change again it also becomes linked to um, employment you know people moving to different further and further outside the city in relation to what employment and housing they have access to I mean there's many many things that that are beyond my understanding in terms of how a uh, community might migrate but mm. the just to backtrack because you asked me about my my previous published work mm. Hogan's Alley was a, a, a small section inside of a piece that looked at um, uh, black writers in BC right from the 1800s 
through to uh, the early 2000s. And, mm. um, and so the piece really looked at some elements of, uh, of migration in terms of um, where were black people coming from and what were they bringing in terms of their stories when they were settling in BC and choosing to write um, here. And this was predominantly uh, playwrights um, as well as fiction-based writers, but the focus was predominantly uh, playwrights. And so when, when I looked at Hogan's Alley, I looked in relation to um, very much that lens of what writings were being were being created. And David George, through his involvement in the black community, because I was still relatively uh, new to Vancouver, you know, having only come in the 90s, okay. um, you know, David George had had a long established history within the black community with his organization, Bibuno, producing work in lots of different venues, like way before it was sort of bring your own venue kind of cachet mm. thing. I mean, David George was putting things into uh, pe people's living rooms that were big enough to house oh. shows. <laughs> <laughs> then we graduated to the likes of Helen Pitt. <laughs> no, Pits, well, that's Pits, great. Pits as in gallery. Yeah, yeah, well, no, big up to you, David, yeah. for uh, just continuing. I mean, I think that in terms of representation of culture and, and awareness and things like that, it takes leadership, and leadership in the black community can go a long way, you know, like that. that's what I've noticed locally, you know, with what I'm starting to find out, like from, again, Jason Hoover and about the 60s soul scene, like there was this female group called the Apollos from the 60s, mm. and, you know, without seeing this documentary, without talking to people involved, I would never even know she existed because I haven't been able to find any vinyl by her. So mm -hmm. it shows you, Siobhan, your involvement with documenting black history. I mean, your perspective, how did that feel? Like, how did it feel learning? I mean, it must You must have felt quite honored to be able to, to, to bring that across because that's very important history. Just like my documenting Jason Hoover's history in the 60s. Like, this could be lost history. I mean, oh, we yeah. have not been very good at documenting it. And it's, it's. I mean, that's a vital, vitally important thing, David. You're quite right. And I mean, it certainly extends well beyond me. I mean, David George himself, in terms of um, the photography work that has captured so many efforts over, um, you know, different... Uh, I don't want to say generations, we're not quite there yet, but, you know, over different years. It's like meeting you guys at Calabas. You know, I feel, you know, my listeners around the world want to hear, want to hear uh, your poetry, want to hear what you've got to say, and want to hear you sing and rhyme and your poetry, uh, Kim. Mm -hmm. So it's fantastic. I mean, I feel very honored. So let's take a, just a quick break. Perhaps uh, Shabana would uh, grace us. Uh, yeah, happy yeah. to. Just yeah. to give you a little, um, little, little context, mm. this is a piece that very much came out of those early days with David George and uh, and Bibuno. Um, it was a piece that celebrated African-Canadian womanhood. Mm. Uh, so very fitting for International uh, Women's Day. <laughs> and it did, uh, it did span uh, many, many different um, uh, incarnations and, and versions prior mm. to the one today. Um, so it's seen stage time, it's seen some print. This is not the piece in... Um, in the Great Black North, but it mm. was one of the pieces that um, that I had submitted for consideration for the Great Black North. Mm. <laughs> so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, um, this is uh, local Vancouver Canadian poet Shaban Barker, live in the studio celebrating International Women's Day here on CITR. 
Standing on the shore of Mother Africa, faith. Flashback to times that went before, faith. Is this what one brother felt while the other sold him down the river? Let me ask you, brother, was the price too high to keep me or so much better to let me go? Movies. Movies are my escape. I love the way I can focus on the screen. It becomes my world. No need for friends or intimacy. Just me and the screen. I... I... I feel. Well, today... Today I played hooky. Like the days when dragging your heels on the way to class made you feel like you had some control. Today I skipped everything. Everything I was supposed to do. Everything I was supposed to be. It feels good. Heading home, I managed to just spend one ticket to get around on the bus all day. Although I guess I didn't do that much going around. It's like starting over. A rebirth from the cinematic cemetery of my former self. I want to reach out, reach out. Reach out and be appreciated, if not understood. But perhaps understanding is too large a feat. But this feeling of singleness cannot be unique unto me. It sometimes seems that I'm the only one trying, at least the only one I know of. Phone calls. I call and I call and I call and I call. But are they the wrong people? Are they all the wrong people? Everyone is wrong. Is it me or is it them? Is it somewhere in between? Always that damn middle ground that fucks me up. Praise. I don't know how many times a day I feed myself positive thoughts. I just don't want to be empty. It's important because when I'm not assuring myself of my talent, my skills, my beauty, my savvy, and my intelligence, it leaves room for the rest of them to criticize, and they do, and they will. So I talk to myself, in my mind. Before? Before what? Before I thought so much? I can't remember what I did. I guess I frolicked mostly. Now I dodge the criticisms, the contempt, the negativity, and harsh words. I wish... I could remember what I was thinking, what I was thinking, what I was feeling in the movie house. Something, something about, can't remember, distracted. These two women are babbling in the front row and I'm focused on the foreign tongue they're speaking. I don't understand them, the women, so alien to me, but I'm like them, foreign, misunderstood. Isn't that enough? Eyes, other eyes look at them, the women, the foreign women, they see me like them, foreign. We who are different, misunderstood by each other, misunderstanding each other become, in the eyes of the others, the same foreign women different to them, misunderstood by them, but the same as each other. 
They do not see any differences. They will not see how we, the foreign women, speak many tongues. They, the others, they have decided we are the same. Speak! I speak up. I cry out. I am not heard. I am seen as the same. My story has been told by someone else in a foreign tongue that was meant to be me. The others are tired of listening to the babbling foreign women who sing the same tune. A tired cantata whose discordant notes strain their delicate ears. They, the others, they have heard my story. They have heard enough. I have not spoken, but they have heard all they will listen to of my broken language that annoys their already exhausted senses. I have not spoken. I will not be heard. I feel, I feel, I feel faith.
To destroy the roots and heritage. Titles are misused and confusing and much kissing and hugging but very little charity and love. I'd like to define two titles used constantly to describe people or music, namely soul and jazz. Soul is a musician with love, charity, and sacrifice for his fellow man in his music, the presence of God through suffering. It is also a substitute title for a black American. Other definitions for jazz are shameful and dishonorable for such soulful and religious music. It has been called other names down through the years, ragtime, swing, bop, and avant-garde, but whenever there's a strong beat, people always want to degrade the music by calling it jazz. And when it is called jazz, other soulful, creative, and artistic aspects in the music are lost.
WBITR 101.9 FM, and yes, you're listening to African Rhythms with special guests uh, Siobhan Barker, David George, and Kim Possible celebrating International Women's Day. And uh, in our, our last set, um, we did, after Siobhan, we did hear from uh, Lynn Collins, associate of James Brown. Fantastic song. She's no longer with us, so rest in peace. And that last commentary and this uh, piano right here, this is Mary Lou Williams, a phenomenal figure in jazz history. And that's an, in that's an instructional record that she made on folkways. So she definitely believed in the educational aspects of uh, talking about history and the music. Welcome back, Siobhan. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. No, that was a, that was a fantastic piece. So th that piece you were saying is um, not in your um, in this new book, but no, that piece that piece isn't in, featured in um, in the Great Black North, the uh, contemporary African Canadian poetry book hmm. that we spoke of earlier. Yes. That piece is a, a freestanding piece that um, I have included in the past in um, some theatrical works, as well as uh, being a, a, a standalone spoken word performance piece hmm. um, which I believe is how you first were introduced to it at Calabash that's right? correct yes okay, yeah I did yeah. I did see you perform that at Calabash and uh, it was fantastic I mean Thank it's you. very dramatic in, in, in front of an audience it uh, is it grabs yeah, you. You, you your attention you grab <laughs> people's attention you're like Gunk. <laughs> and Calabash given the size I'm practically physically grabbing them as well right because we're, we're quite close together yeah. there yeah, uh, this <laughs> yeah. the, the piece itself has an interesting history because David George had approached me some years back. David, stop. Do not think to insert years. I'm going to stop you because he has a terrible <laughs> habit of inserting years. Um, <laughs> we'll just say some years back, David George had approached me to put to try and organize some African-Canadian women into a piece that could have a bit more breadth for some of the events that he was producing. And what came out of um, that sort of push from him was uh, the beginnings of what later got developed into the piece that you heard today. Ah. It was part of a show called Images of Whole, W-H-O-L-E, Whole, and it was a piece that, that focused on African-Canadian womanhood and what that meant and what that might mean um, in a larger uh, cultural context. And so it was, uh, we had, um, it started out as a series of independent pieces that kind of sat adjacent to each other. And then it became uh, a theater show with characters and dialogue and movement and sets and sound. Um, <laughs> 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 and really big, big props that needed <laughs> carrying around. Um, so that piece uh, was featured in the full production of Images of Whole. And as I mentioned, has had some print versions that have existed over time as well. The earlier piece that I mentioned to you, the research piece, Canadian Theatre Review published the piece, the historical piece on mm. uh, um, Black BC writers. And it was also part of a, um, a larger conference dialogue and presentation on writing 
uh, black writing throughout Canada. It was called the Afro-Canadian Playwrights Festival and that ran in Toronto and that brought in, although it was focused on Canadian works, it did bring in a lot of international people as well, right? Because Michael McMillan came in for mm-hmm. that and we had um, some uh, Caribbean folks that came in as well for that. Um, and but, you're, but you're quite well-traveled yourself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. Yeah. I don't feel like that's the case much anymore, but yeah. uh, but yes, yeah. Yeah, so some of your travels and your, your experiences have, have kind of come into... You do a lot of community work. I do. I yeah. do really... Um, have always been sort of a front lines kind of person in terms of social justice work. I think it's important that people see the through lines that connect us, that connect us with our art and our creativity, but also connect us with our issues of, of housing and employment and uh, adequate uh, food. Yeah. Well, certainly there's a lot of issues over on, on International Women's Day about women's rights. I mean, there's certainly been a lot in the media about, like in India, about just unbelievable acts mm-hmm. of violence and this kind of thing. So let's hope that through some awareness that uh, we can make more breakthroughs for equality oh, and uh, things like this. As things be, come, let's destroy. Then we can destroy what we be, come. Let's build what we become when we dream. I was born in the Congo. I walked to the Fertile Crescent and built the Sphinx. I designed a pyramid so tough that a star that only glows every 100 years falls into the center giving divine, perfect light. I am bad. I sat on the throne drinking nectar with Allah. I got hot and sent an ice age to Europe to cool my thirst. My oldest daughter is Nefertiti. The tears from my birth pains created the Nile. I am a beautiful woman. I gazed on the forest and burned out the Sahara Desert. With a packet of goat's meat and a change of clothes, I crossed it in two hours. I am a gazelle. So swift, so swift, you can't catch me. For a birthday present when he was three, I gave my son Hannibal an elephant. He gave me Rome for Mother's Day. My strength flows ever on. My son Noah built Newark, and I stood proudly at the helm as we sailed on a soft summer day. I turned myself into myself and was Jesus, men intoned my loving name. All praises, all praises, I am the one who would save. I sow diamonds in my backyard. My bowels deliver uranium. The filings from my fingernails are semi-precious jewels. On a trip north, I caught a cold and blew my nose, giving oil to the Arab world. I am so hip, even my errors are correct. I sailed west to reach east and had to round off the earth as I went. The hair from my head thinned and gold was laid across three continents. I am so perfect, so divine, so ethereal, so surreal. I cannot be comprehended except by my permission. I mean, I can fly like a bird in the sky. Nikki Giovanni, and that's ego tripping, which actually itself, just like with Gil Scott Heron, now what Nikki Giovanni did in the 70s is very influential on hip hop. That track in particular, Most Def had her on his show, mm-hmm. exposed her talents, you know, which seems to have been somewhat overlooked. Even mm-hmm. just like early Maya Angelou's ghetto poetry is not that dissimilar to hip hop either. And just in terms of what happening, the women were expressing it just as well as the men, but 
just sadly as it's often happened not getting the same kind of accolade and exposure. I think it's important that people see the through lines in terms of social justice work that says you may be working on this piece and I may be working on that piece but we're still connected mm, and right. um, and oftentimes you may not physically see me at your event because I'm doing you know this other piece but they're mm. so interconnected and it's so important that we embrace each other and not take any kind of potentially adversarial stance because I mean increasing knowledge and increasing capacity um, for understanding is is as you say um, a big positive that moves everybody's movement forward absolutely well I think that you can connect uh, the spoken word I mean with Kim and the way she rhymes and connects singing with rhyming and poetry I mean it shows you the interconnectedness but I've had a lot of uh, people like Nikki Giovanni and and admittedly um, African-American writers because I didn't know that many Canadian black Canadian writers but the important connection is that whether it be with music or without like say Nikki of Giovanni does both it, it doesn't really matter because the, the important thing is the message and it can be transmitted through the music and or not but they are all part of the uh, African rooted history that I study on my show um, so it's all important to me and mm -hmm. you know in the past I've had quotes and authors recorded but it's a blessing to have you in the studio <laughs> to be able to do it actually in person you know like that's quite amazing and Indeed. that was the connection I made uh, at Calabash was um, to me it's, it, it's not so important how the message is put across like with art you know whether it be spoken word or poetry with or without music the message is the more important aspect to mm -hmm. me um, and getting to uh, an author that um, you've enlightened me about uh, Dion Brand is award-winning poet African-Canadian if you will author and tell me something about her or what do you know well, about her well I mean Dion I first came to know um, uh, Dion Brand's work uh, in terms of a, a film that she put forward some years ago and uh, that was my first introduction to her work I mean it was a a, a very um, non-linear uh, poetic piece that was like wow you know it's always exciting to see what other people are what other people are doing and I should say for myself for the many hats that I've worn I've never been a filmmaker per se I've done some videography and a bit of photography but I've never actually taken on doing a full um, film so it's always still you know quite exciting quite uh, undiscovered territory as you will. appear in a lot of films <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah not having made it so I mean that was quite exciting and Dion when I when I because I do a lot of children's programs as well. Mm. Dion has some really um, exciting pieces that are great for younger ages. Mm. Uh, dynamic uh, pieces that give you these little slices of uh, Trinidadian life, which is where my father hailed from Trinidad and my mom from Jamaica. Mm. So I carry that duality in, relation, in, in addition to my Canadian upbringing. So it's great to have Dion and her rich uh, poetry sharing little slices of Trinidadian life um, that's so readily accessible to younger generations. This is, as we were saying, this is Dion Brand, and uh, this is a poem uh, called Coal and Roses, and it's a poem from uh, an author, I believe no longer with us, named P.K. Page. And this is David Love Jones. You're listening to African Rhythms, special guest Shabam Barker. David George and Kim Possible. We'll be right back. Tonight, it is my great privilege and honor to 
read from P.K. Page's glosses. I'll read the quatrain first and then the P.K. Page's poem. They said, you have a blue guitar. You do not play things as they are. The man replied, things as they are are changed upon a blue guitar. P.K. Page, the blue guitar. I do my best to tell it true, a thing exceeding hard to do, or tell it slant as Emily advises in her poetry. And colorblind, how can I know if green is blue or cinnabar? Find me a color chart that I can check against a summer sky. My eyes on a distant star, they said, you have a blue guitar. I have, the man replied, it's true. The instrument I strum is blue. I strum my joy, I strum my pain, I strum the sun, I strum the rain. But tell me, what is that to you? You see things as you think they are. Remove the moat within your ear, then talk to me of what you hear. They said, go smoke a blue cigar. You do not play things as they are. Things as they are, above, below, in hell or heaven, fast or slow, they silenced him. It's not about philosophy, so cut it out. We want the truth, and not what you are playing on the blue guitar. So start again and play it straight. Don't improvise, prevaricate. Just play things as they really are. The man replied, things as they are, are not the same as things that were or will be in another year. The literal is rarely true, for truth is old and truth is new and faceted a metaphor for something higher than we are. I play the truth of every man. I play the truth as best I can. The things I play are better far when changed upon the blue guitar. Between your thighs, come on. Well, so I'm gonna set you right, and I'm starting here tonight. Well, maybe you don't recognize what you got between your thighs, come on. Well, so I'm gonna set you right, and I'm starting here tonight. Well. Shine like the moon and strong like the sea Well More expensive than money, more valuable than anything Well Juicy mango summer peach Well Make a lame man walk and a full man hungry Well, 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 well And if you don't know what I'm saying, then baby, I'm telling you There's power in them rolling hills, come on You're a prized possession, not everybody's worthy Only reason I know, cause I headed down that road And it'd be a shame for you 
you not to have your own glow. Come on. you correct so you can get what you should give yeah. intuition something sweet let you know what you know that you find before you see spirit of discernment pray for every day let you know who should go and who you should let stay And if you don't know what I'm saying, then baby, I'm telling you, yeah, there's power in them rolling hills, come on, you're a prized possession, not everybody's worthy to feel, only reason I know, cause I headed down that road, and it'd be a shame for you not to have your own. Everybody's... Oh. 
CITR. Indeed, you're listening to African Rhythms. And we're back. And that's, of course, that's Jill Scott. You know, just fantastic talents in modern day. And we've got some fantastic talents in the room right here. It stays moving, you know, and growing. And uh, welcome to the show, Kim Possible. Hi. Yeah, it's uh, n- nice to have you here, Kim. Thanks for um, having me. Yeah, you know, it's 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 really great uh, to been able to see you live uh, at the Calabash events along with Siobhan. You could really sense your enthusiasm and creativity. When you got out there, you entertained. I think that you've got a lot to offer. You can sing and um, your poetry and your rhyming. So you like a variety of music, I take it. Yes, I grew up listening to a lot of pop, 90s pop, which began uh, with R&B, and then it moved into rhyming and rap. I've always journaled, and usually my journal entries turn into a lot of my lyrics for a lot of my songs. Yeah. Um, I don't actually consider myself like a spoken word artist or a rapper or any of those like I I can't categorize myself and I find that when I do categorize myself I just box myself in yeah so just whatever feels natural yeah whatever feels right for the content yeah (laughs) Yeah. you're you're one of us (laughs) I guess so I guess so I I belong yeah no I mean diversity but yeah no I mean I think Mm -hmm. that's what I really like about uh, that song she is is that you know it starts out singing and you play guitar and then you're you're freestyling whatever you want to call it you know like mm-hmm. i mean to me no it's not really hip hop i wouldn't mm-hmm. i wouldn't define what you do as um, rap or mm-hmm. hip hop it's just whatever it is you, mm-hmm. know, you know i mean i think that in some respects that can be some of the problem with soul and funk and poetry and deep thinking music sometimes is um it does get pigeonholed like mm-hmm. it can't just be i mean even with neo soul it's not mainstream R&B or hip-hop, so it can only be so successful in a lot of cases. Even mm-hmm. D'Angelo, you know, mm-hmm. or Jill Scott, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. it, it can only be so successful. Not that success is everything, not that that's some kind of goal, really, because I don't think for a lot of us, really, we're involved in the music because we're involved in the music because we love it, like, and we feel it, and we feel we've got something to say. We're, we're all, uh, I guess, we've all got our own kind of artistic angle. Mm-hmm. But that's great that last night um, you wrote a poem. Um, yeah. That you were, you're going to yeah, it's not amazing. <laughs> well, wow, yeah. the show is spawning creativity. I'd it like sure it. Is. Oh yeah, totally. Actually, yeah. performances ground a lot of my art. Mm. I find I actually do benefit from structure with my art, even though I try to deny it. Yeah. I like structure to some extent. So yeah, thank you for inviting me because I have a new piece. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has no title. A lot of my works have no titles, but... For sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, well, right here on African Rhythms Radio International Women's Day, here is Kim Possible. Woman. Woman. Intuition. Sensing. Future. Past ingrained stories spine carrying sacrifice bruises night shift non-stop struggling enduring love friend deeper lover partner lesbian woman identified trans woman two-spirit 
spiritual, goddess, golden, colorful, brown, underestimated, misrepresented, transcending honesty, feeler, feeling and embodying, many, multi, undercover, warrior, words, mobilizing, organizing, blessing, gatherer, solid, rock, hip-hop, soul, rising, phoenix, adaptable, changing, malleable, giving, gritty, witty, clown, pretty, plump, queer, here, present, private, open, hugs, warmth, cold, queen, stoic, royal, regal, ancient, young, child, refreshing, washing, clear, water, fire, fierce, contradictions, reasons, androgynous, men from woman, in woman, womb, home, roots, moon, circle, cycles, flowing, spirit, voice, soothing, healing, raging, resounding, sharp, scarred, skin, soft, excite, wet, dripping, potential, idealist, wishing, praying, devotion, bending backwards, seeking questions, protesting, student, prodding, gently, careful, bold, heart, heartbeat, spontaneous, run on, tangents, mysterious, vast, small, invisible, unknown and missing, memory, mirror, mother, reflections, connections, bridges, nurturing, breaking, building, coming, undone, layers. of an image, glimpses of an image of ourselves now from glints of our past to wear like a mask of our black nature for all to know us by. A garment, pose, smile, a grimace, stance, style, tattoos on oaken soles carvings on mahogany hearts. Thinly veiled, see the sheep child clasp hands and nimbly leap into ritual dance, ushering in the green spring. So young, fresh, firmly planted those patterning feet on the drumming earth. 
Enrolled. See Hannibal, Othello, and shades like ivy along the walls of Timbuktu. And behind them, see the splendor of the pyramids. And regally sunning, and jeweled, and perfumed. See Aida, and Cleopatra, and Sheba. See in moonlit glimmer those middle passages bruised with pain on slave ships in dungeons, smoldering in torrid tombs of Western industrial nightmares, buried in cotton coffins of the South. Glimpses of a memorable past, fragments of the dimmed soul of a people of destiny to fix as an image. Double talk. To fix as an image. With two levels of meaning. I am a queen, and here's how I know. People can't go by me without bowing as they go. They start up at my head, then look down to my toes, then back up to my face and smile as they go. Now I know what it is. It's a secret, you know. But I'll share it with you, and here's how it goes. I'm a queen! I stand tall, so all can properly see that yes, it's true, they have got it right. I am the queen, and they should bow at the sight. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, Shimon Barker once again uh, here on African Rhythms. Then we got into the Folkways Genius, the Folkways album, The Genius of Sarah Webster Fabio. That's an album called Boss Soul. We need to get that one. Kim, next, we're going to get you to perform your song. She's just going to get ready. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, we've had uh, we've had a great show here on African Rhythms and um, a lot of uh, fantastic live material tonight. We're getting towards the end of the show. The basement's going to be at 9, The Great Black North, which was just released. And, I mean, again, it's a fantastic collection of black Canadian poets from all over Canada. Yeah, really, yeah. all over Canada. Yeah, no, no, it's a fantastic... and different origin stories th- yeah. of their own. People in the book, I'm sure... Everyone knows some of the people. Um, black Canadian scene, uh, then uh, I guess it shouldn't be such a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, Kim. Are you ready, uh, you ready yeah. to go? This is a track. You can look this one up on SoundCloud. It's a track that she does. It's a track called She, and you can find the acoustic version up on SoundCloud. So here, here, here she is once again, Kim Possible. saw it coming, but now she's all up in your face. Cause you underestimate, but now she's right back with her style and her grace. Look her in the eyes and she'll slow down to your pace. She'll make it possible Her loving something you can't replace Her minding something you can't erase Her loving something you can't replace
She never showed it before, her new identity Brought the epiphany That you can help her find a sword in the chronologies In a book of notes you wrote to define Paralyze the ever-changing state of her mind Unknown realities are silent tragedies We'll walk for hours playing games of Monopoly I sit on the side of society Like this greed wasn't something that's inside of me But I do check up on my style I linger for a while I reach the top and then I drop and walk another mile I sit my head down, conceptualizing and realizing I'm actualizing me Or is it you? Identities intertwine in this life we do We ought to take a step back Second, third, and fourth check Bring our heads out of the wreck Treat the woman with respect And that means all her sides A million different faces Devi, queen, fire and light Legacies are to be seen Always leaving our traces We're always leaving our traces Never saw it coming, but now she's all up in your face. Cause you underestimate, but now she's right back with her style and her grace. Look her in the eye, essential slow down to your pace. Yeah. She'll make it possible Her loving something you can't replace Her heart ain't something you can't erase And I'm not here cause reality is mine And your cliche is cheap and I would much rather shine Breaking, I'm breaking bonds I'm worth more than the dime that you assigned me to Plus I define my truth And I'm doing this for me What happened to authenticity In a world where privacy has been stolen Lies have been woven to the depths of our minds That in time these lies become the words That are used to define us It's got me singing What the, to the thinker Till you make it could care less if you're breaking They don't want the human, now they wanna have the muse They wanna stay amused with the relevant news The only time it will hit them is when it's shot between their eyes We say they blind, but we got ourselves hypnotized We love the bliss that they call ignorance But who's doing the blaming when everybody loves a high? I'm a walking contradiction, I'm not one to deny But that's no excuse to fall back So I guess that I'll need more false alarms Just to keep this ball rolling I try to keep my heart in my art Keep God flowing out Majesty is realism, but it's in disguise Gotta resurrect y'all with the fist up to the sky With the fist up to the sky And you never saw it coming But now she's all up in your face Cause you underestimate But now she's right back with her style and her grace Look her in the eyes, sun show Slow down to your pace Yeah And she'll make it possible Her loving something you can't replace her heart ain't something you can't erase Her love ain't something you can't replace
Kim Possible, oh, just a fantastic performance. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Kim. That was Ooh. that was just that, whoa. That was <laughs> so that was our own little International Women's Day. <laughs> Have, having you both on for International Women's Day, powerful, powerful combination, and um, that's all we can do here is is just make sure people like Siobhan Barkham and Kim Possible get heard. Indeed, David. You know that's uh, part of our job, my friend. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> David's had this job of getting me uh, out there. The women took care of business today. They yes, fine. they absolutely yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, for I'm sure. I'm here to serve water yeah. um, <laughs> to, to mop up brows. <laughs> well, David, uh, you know, whenever we can bring you out here onto the station, just like with Jason Hoover, you add a, a, a very valuable part of, you know, the cultural experience. And, you know, I'm very honored to, uh, whenever I bring artists that, to me, my listeners out there in the world, you know, hello to you out in Anna in Scotland, in Greece and places like that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm honored that, you know, I have people that care about the quality of music I play and I'm honored to be able to bring people like wow. you guys to them. Uh, they, they trust my tastes. You know, it really helps to have people of your fantastic talents. So and of course, David, if they do need us to travel, this would you say, Kim, in a oh. living room? You're open to being in someone's oh. living room in Greece? Indeed. We must get you uh, to read uh, from this fantastic new book, and we should just mention it to the, to, to the listeners again. The, break, the Great Black North. We're talking contemporary poetry. I recommend you go out and get this book right away. Shaban is going to read her piece from the book right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is Shaban Barker. And this is The Call. My pulse quickened at the sound of the ringtones. Would he be home? Please be home. Hello, he says. I hadn't quite figured out what to say. I could mention the way that my chest tightened, hovering between breaths with just the sound of his voice. I could mention the slight sheen forming on my lower lip as memories of a kiss played with my senses. I could tell him of hungry sessions when I drew pleasure remembering the paths of fingers traveling over hot, moist valleys secreted between thighs. I could say how his voice held a promise of strength and a whisper of urgency not to be denied. I could breathe in and revel in that distant echo of his sensual scent, remembering being roused to a point that threatened both our resolves. I lick my lips. I tremble. Ah, the memory of passion's salty, sweet taste. Hello, is anyone there? He asks. I took a deep breath, pushing back the whirlwind of wayward images. Hi, it's so good to hear your voice. Fantastic. Well, Siobhan and uh, Kim and David George, thanks so much for just having you all on the air. Um, I think we had a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. I'd uh, welcome you, you back um, to you. do it again anytime. You know, we're going to plan um, some more shows, some more ways to uh, educate people um, with all of this great thought and creativity and arts, and it, it's really pretty fantastic. You know? And David, if I just could briefly mention, yes. I'm working on a project that's coming up called On the Table. It's a project for the Renfrew Collingwood area 
and it's working with elders in the community. It's a story art project. That means that we're welcoming elders to come and share their stories of their experiences in the Renfrew Collingwood area. Hmm. And uh, and then those stories are going to get captured and uh, manifest into table coverings that will wow. get used yeah, at cool. different occasions. So it's a real true story art project. And if anyone would like to get more information, please use one of the many links connected to this broadcast to get yeah. in touch with me. Um, one of which would be put a hat on at gmail.com absolutely and yeah or you can contact me through the website and I, I can forward any information to Siobhan for you um, so this is I'm David Love Jones coming up is the basement with Rhett that was Siobhan Barker David George and Kim Possible and we're going to go out with Minnie Ripperton peace and love to you all out there you've been listening to African Rhythms on CITR 101.9 FM UBC Radio right here in Vancouver CITR.ca Going out with some live mini repertoire. Can you feel what I'm saying?
情。